Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have Serial Dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. All right, this is a check for me. Voice check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. one, two, three. Check, one, two, three. Let's get cereal, cereal. I want to get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no? Well, hello and welcome to Cereal Dates, a bilingual family podcast. Ooh, that has a nice ring to it. Yeah. This is our first episode of our podcasting series. This is also our first attempt at podcasting. So, uh, good luck. Yeah. So, before we start, let's introduce ourselves or let's introduce each other. How about that? We can introduce each other. This is my husband, John. He is an audio engineer, and the reason why we have such great audio. He's also a police officer for Oklahoma City Police Department and a member of the tactical team. So he keeps us tactical in the podcast. (laughs) Keep you tactical in the podcast. Tactical. Tactical. How do I how do I keep you tactical in the podcast? Well I'm dying to know. Just in the order of things, I guess, in the way that we carry out our mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've seen too many movies. And you're yeah. also a firearms instructor and all kinds of instructor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, <laughs> instructors. <laughs> so, and you are raising a bilingual child. I'm two. raising two bilingual children. Yes. This is my wife, Danielle, and she is the owner of Bilingual Family. Uh, She created this program roughly eight, nine years ago, and she's been working with children for quite some time now, and I've learned a lot through the experiences and obviously the education she has in her background with child development and family life education. She's written a book that you can find on Amazon. You've also been a speaker on TED Talk. That was pretty cool. It's probably one of my favorite things you've done. And you were also president of, I'm going to butcher the name, OABE. Oklahoma Association for Bilingual Education. There you go. So you've uh, had quite a few accomplishments, and one of the biggest ones is being a mother. That's definitely the biggest accomplishment and the biggest challenge, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I would, I think anybody would on here would definitely say uh, being a parent is quite the challenge. I mean, no instructions included. And that's part of why we started, well, we started Serial Dates before? We, we kind of, yeah, parents? we definitely started in Serial Dates before becoming parents. It just evolved into serial dates is what we eventually started calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, it was just you and me sitting down. You'd come out, what, I'd get off of work late in the morning. You'd just come out and join me while I had a bowl of cereal. Late in the, early in the morning. Right, I'd get like home about three, three. three in the morning, somewhere in there. And whether it was a bad night, a good night, you know, you'd just sit there and we'd chit-chat about whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Eventually, it became conversations about finance, uh, our goals, what we wanted to do, what we wanted to accomplish. And once we had Mateo, it kind of turned into more of a, are we being good parents? You know, that tried and true questioning yourself if everything you're doing is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we do obviously talk about Mateo. Also, I think it is a great time to connect. And often, I know that, especially with young children, it's a challenge to find time to have dates. And a lot of the times, well, actually, we haven't had too many to uh, <laughs> to be able to say, to be an expert in, in dates uh, as a... As parents of young children. We could definitely say we're experienced in having high school dates. We took a lot of those. Right. But, you know, sometimes it's more of the challenge of figuring out where you're going to go to eat, finding childcare, getting ready, stressing out about getting there on time or whatever it is. Um, what are you going to wear? You know, all these things. And so with the way that we do serial dates, it's so... It's genuine. It's, it's genuine, and it's because there's no ma- pressure. It's just I right. don't know. It just feels it feels right. It doesn't feel foreign. Like it doesn't oh, feel forced. We, forced our, we yeah. force ourselves to go out. We're all right. What what should we talk about? Let's talk about something other than kids. But but the kids are our lives. You exactly. Know? I mean, it's it, we we. I remember one time we went to a Mexican restaurant and we sat there and we're like, okay, so where do we begin? And then we started talking about random stuff and then eventually we circled back around to talking Mateo. about Mateo. <laughs> right. And are we what is what we're doing correct? Is what we're doing right? Are we on the same page on Are we on the things? same page as of parenting? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of there's definitely a lot of um realization that we can get that same effect, if not more genuine effect, by just at the end of a long day sitting down together and having a real meaningful conversation about our child. Mm-hmm. Well, having cereal. cereal. So that's how cereal dates became that. And now, as an introduction to our podcast, we, we want to bring that to you all. We want to share the experiences that we've had, the tips and tricks that have worked for us. Maybe talk about our failures and ask for your help and mm-hmm. your guys' experience on what might or might not work. This whole The whole purpose of this podcast is to just share parenting styles and skills so we can all grow as a community of one raising bilingual children most importantly but two helping create a community that you know is just there to help each other mm-hmm. yeah. i agree I, I i love the idea of serial dates and i love the idea of imagining other couples doing the same thing you know maybe connecting through um through our podcast mm-hmm. Uh, maybe listening to the podcast together while they're having the cereal date, or it doesn't have to be cereal. It can be a coffee date, you know, whatever it is that brings you together. But just a way to spend time together and also connect with other couples. Correct. And and we're not saying listen to this podcast together at the same time while having cereal. No, the, the idea is that you can take something from this podcast and have that cereal date with your partner. It's sitting down and listening to this at the same time is not going to build 
your communication skills. Your right. brain will sit in silence. Right. Learn from the episode. Take something from the episode. Question something in the episode. When do then, you like to listen to podcasts? Me? Well, let's be real. Most of the time I'm going to listen to a podcast is probably going to be on the toilet. <laughs> That is very real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so when I'm in the garage working on knives, I'll uh, throw on podcasts there. Or uh, I usually will listen to it on the way to work and on the way home from work, which is about a 20-minute drive, so I can get about a 20-minute section of gym? a podcast. No? no, at the gym, no, it's nothing but metal and screaming music in my ears. <laughs> um, but those are the times I listen to podcasts. I will also listen to podcasts, for instance, Sometimes I'll listen to him when you're putting Mateo down and it's just me and Elias. And mm-hmm. if he's asleep, I'll just sit there and listen to podcasts or I'll go over some vlogs or the vlog, 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 video. Blog. Video vlog. The blog or <laughs> vlog. Vlog. I'll watch videos of people doing crafts, essentially building mm-hmm. stuff, whether it's metalwork or woodwork, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to podcasts while I'm doing something I don't want to do, like dishes or laundry or anything like that. Right. So a great way to connect with your partner would be to listen to this podcast on your own time. Right. And then talk about it or talk about how you can incorporate some of these things or just what you think about it. As John said, we're not coming at this as experts, but more sharing our experience. So um, talk about your experience and how it relates to our experience. So correct. that's and, kind of and, our... And especially if you guys, again, I want to reiterate, if you guys have things that are working and we have a podcast, we're like, hey, we need your help. Uh, what are you guys out there? What is everybody trying? Please send them our way. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're the, again, we're more or less creating a community of parents sharing parental advice and helping each other out. Yeah. Now, most of our stuff will be centered around bilingualism in the household, but there are some subjects out that we're going to be talking about that go beyond that as just parents in general. Uh, especially like for me, you know, I want to go over things like being a first responder as a father, um, incorporating things like crafts and garage work or anything like that with your child. How do you get them involved without it being dangerous and things of that nature? Um, So there's definitely going to be some father-son topics out there. Well, I think ultimately, I mean, even though we are, like our our podcast is Bilingual Family and our business is Bilingual Family and we are a bilingual family, just talking about bilingualism and language learning, it's almost secondary because – it's incorporated to everything we do. Well, and as we've always said, second language acquisition is all about relationships. Right. So the most important thing is building that relationship as parents. So the topics will be all about parenting, not just language learning. Right. Because and, if right. you build that relationship and if you, you know, if you are able to, um, handle discipline and different things. You know, if, if you have a harmonious home life, you have a strong relationship, which leads to acquiring, yeah, acquiring a second language. Yes, so it's just I, kind of all inclusive. And, and just to kind of cap out on why relationships are going to be important or not why, but just to kind of throw an example out there. I've always had a knack for wanting to learn Spanish. 
Um, and I've learned quite a bit up until Mateo. But when Mateo came, I would definitely say my Spanish just went through the roof. Skyrocketing. I mean, everything from more vocabulary to proper sentence structure to casual conversations and little, um, what would you call them, like? Idioms. Idioms and, and, uh, slang-ish. Yeah. Kind of what I'm trying to say. Colombian slang. Yes, Colombian slang. (laughs) But primarily what I'm getting at is my Spanish grew stronger and I felt more confident because of the rate I was learning Mm -hmm. because of my relationship with Mateo. Absolutely. And he's two years old now. And I mean, there are days where he doesn't want to give me up to anything and he's just wanting to be by my side and we're outside playing and I speak 90% Spanish to him. It may not be the best, it may not be perfect, but it's two year old perfect. That's for sure. (laughs) Right. That's that's absolutely for damn sure. Yeah. I am a two-year-old prodigy Spanish speaker. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> no, but uh, speaking of relationships, we've seen that with multiple relationships in, within our family. Oh, absolutely. Grandparents who didn't speak a single word of Spanish. Now, being able to communicate and understand most of what Mateo is saying, and it's just... Yeah, when you can take a person that knows absolutely no Spanish but can understand everything our Spanish child is saying, mm-hmm. I would say that relationships definitely build communication beyond just words. Back to the relationship part, my mom, she's a Floridian living here in Oklahoma, and she has come a long way as far as understanding Mateo in every mm-hmm. aspect. And her desire, mm-hmm. the desire to want to learn Spanish, she has no need for it in her life at all. Not at work, not with her friends, but she wants to learn. Because well, now she, she has a need for a well, relationship with her grandson. It's not the need, grandson. but she's excited about it. Right. She feels empowered learning Spanish to speak to Mateo. Mm-hmm. That's to me, is awesome. Yeah. And it's not just her. I mean, your stepdad, uh, your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my well, my dad tries to do the Korean thing, even though he knows absolutely no Korean. <laughs> but that's another thing. I, you know, we didn't cover this in our intro, but John is half Korean, first generation Korean. Yeah, and I am Colombian from born I'm in, from Colombia, born and raised in Colombia. So, with your side, the language has kind of been lost. It's been lost. So it, it absolutely has been lost. Yeah. And so that's unfortunate, but we have found a way to still use it um, in a real meaningful way when we interact with your dad, even though he doesn't speak Korean. Right. And, and I think it, and I think he enjoys that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he definitely regrets not maintaining that and teaching me. Um, but I definitely fe- think he feels more at home when we try mm-hmm. and he's, trying to pick things back up. Um, before my grandmother passed away, she just passed away recently. She only spoke to Mateo in Korean. The few times that, you know, she spent time with him reading a book or telling a story. And by introducing what little, little, and I mean, absolutely minute Korean that we knew she was in heaven. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, she was crying, just like saying she, hello. And she, because thank she you. felt prideful about her language, mm-hmm. she felt pride that her heritage and culture was going to, you know, pursue and and just go beyond her. Because mm-hmm. I would be the closest thing. Right. And now Mateo, and Mateo had his Doljabi, which is a Korean birthday. Mm-hmm. Without getting into specifics, it's a Korean birthday. That could be a whole podcast. That could be a whole podcast because I thought ours was pretty badass. Yeah. Um. But just just seeing her so excited and energetic to want to teach Mateo Korean was awesome. Mm-hmm. And the first what was the first Korean word he learned other than Jamji? Harmony? No. Onyongaseo. Seranghe. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was Onyongaseo. No, he learned that after Seranghe. Which is I love you. Which is I love you. He, to this day, he says it to my dad. Sensei. Mm-hmm. My dad's grandpa name is Sensei. Because my dad is just and he, he still, I mean, anytime he sees a picture of your grandma, he says Hamini, which mm-hmm. is grandma, grandma in Korean. So we certainly, I I can honestly say we're not planning on raising trilingual children. Um, but if they want to, but that's yeah, them. but using the language to connect. And so when we have, when John cooks Korean food, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, we try to use the Korean words that we know around that meal. Correct. So, so some examples would be, well, we call it... Bibimbap. Bibimbap. Uh, we call, uh, I mean, it's just how many chicken. How many chicken. Grandma's chicken. We made chicken. a grandma chicken, yeah. Uh, but bibimbap. Uh, mm-hmm. And just anytime we're doing Korean food with rice, if rice is just by itself, it's just bop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just we know very little. But we got a couple kids' books that help us along that journey. And we'll never be able to speak it fully, unfortunately, because unless I find a Korean friend, any Koreans out there that want to be my friend, give me a holler. <laughs> um, but we definitely want to continue. We want to have that, that Korean side of it. We want to have that culture in our household mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And I think we're achieving that in other ways through food, some of the cultures, some of the customs of like taking our shoes off. Right. You know, and. Well, I don't know if that's an absolute custom or just a grandmother. Your grandma. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like the Korean, the spicy chicken. That's not really a Korean chicken. She just. Well, I think she's basing it off a Korean. It has Korean ingredients. Like, (laughs) I think she's made it based off of things she has cooked korean in the past i'm pretty sure she didn't just say hey i'm gonna make this chicken right but i'm pretty sure the original korean chicken wouldn't have coke in it you just gave away everybody secret ingredient (laughs) they can't make it like you don't worry (laughs) (laughs) so again we're just kind of giving some minor stories about the benefits of raising bilingual children and just the fun memories that you get to have and how important that culture is behind it mm-hmm. and not wanting to be lost. I, and, you know, they say what, I, I don't know if they say this, you'd be more knowledgeable in this area, but it seems that English is becoming a second language across the world where, you know, 
so everybody's learning English. I know they do in Japan. Mm-hmm. I know they do in Korea. I know they do in China. I don't know. In Colombia, for Columbia, sure. Y- yeah. Like every single school has some English. Now, I don't know about the Eastern side, um, what's going on over there, but English is becoming a second language for everybody as far as communication goes. But I, I'm, I hope that eventually we don't lose the language of our heritage because there's a lot that goes with that. It's just, it's just so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that's what you can expect from this podcast is stories, conversations, um, some tips. If we if we find something that works for us, then we will make an episode about the tips and the things that have helped us. Um, and certainly welcome all your advice because we are brand new parents. Yeah. <laughs> we and are just think of it as out. we're all learning together. Exactly. <laughs> We're all learning together. And, and and I hope that there's some dads out there listening because I know if you're anything like me, you're going to be reluctant at first and you're like, God damn it, another podcast I'm going to have to listen to. Well, hopefully, hopefully I can try to make it as interesting as possible for you or at least bearable. Well, and for moms, I can say it's always I'm, – I'm always listening to podcasts and always send John a podcast and the other day he said – Every single podcast you send me sounds like this perfect mom or, you know, pretending to be perfect mom, giving advice, you know, and I don't want to hear it. And so we hope that for moms, like my hope is that you can listen to this podcast and say, I can share this with my husband because... She's real. No, you. Oh. Well... Yeah, I thought we were talking about the perfect mom scenario. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is it's easier to share. I hope that it would be easier to share this podcast with your husband because there's a husband talking in the podcast too. See what I mean? Right, right. And that may be true. So, and you're not the perfect husband or perfect dad. (laughs) I'm not not the perfect husband? (laughs) No, we were talking about... Did you say perfect wife on the perfect mom? I said perfect mom. Okay, that is messed up. So this is where the divorce papers start. I'm just kidding. We're not perfect. No, I'm we're not, not perfect. We've been so. married. We've been married for twelve, 12 years. years. So we're not experts. We're not seasoned parents, but we are seasoned, semi-seasoned. Well, if there's one thing Partners. for sure, we got married at 19 years old, and we have defied every statistic. And here we are today with two beautiful children. So I'd say we're doing pretty damn good. (laughs) Yeah. So let me go ahead and paint a picture for you guys right now. Um, My son is currently laying on the floor right in front of the door. So I am currently planning on how to get that door open without waking him up to get him to his bed. So just wish me luck. That's because he's in a floor bed. Yes, this is true. All right. That'll be another episode. (laughs) Any closing words? Uh, no. Join us. Um, let's... Oh, yeah, so sincere. Join us? Join us? <laughs> Your voice went up. So listen to our podcast. Subscribe. Give us a chance. Maybe you'll say these people suck. I don't know. But we do. For those that do stay, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to growing together as a bilingual, bilingual family. family. While sharing a serial date. 
there you go. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle Bilingual Family. That is correct. Or if you're feeling adventurous, just head on over to bilingualfamily.us. Yes. Save yourself some time. Shameless plug. Adios. Adios. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for being with us. For more on raising bilingual children, you can purchase my book, Become a Bilingual Family, The Best Method for Raising Bilingual Children, Even If You Only Speak One Language, on Amazon. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bilingual Family. If you like this episode, share it with your friends. And as always, the best compliment is a review. Con amor, John and Daniela. <laughs>